0: Like, like bending down like that, but can you? you? We're gonna have to play some cat defense.
1: We'll be right back. (laughs) Hello, everybody, and welcome to our show. Hello, I'm Cyrus, and I am looking forward to drinking some wine with you this evening.
0: And I'm Brittany, and my voice hurts. So
1: uh, on today's show, we will be reviewing Albarino, and uh, while I pour us a glass, why did we pick Albarino this week?
0: Well, I pretty much decided that since on our little vacay, we did a red wine, i maybe go back to white, and plus we've we've tried an Albarino before, I think once, and uh, we actually really liked it. We wanted to learn a little bit more.
1: Yeah, it went right on our list of, uh, of wines to review, so yes. here we are. So uh, what is Albarino, Brittany?
0: So Albarino's from, is it Galicia?
1: Yeah, Galicia, yeah.
0: G- Galicia, <laughs> in, Bye, Spain. Galicia. <laughs> oh uh, in Spain. Bye, Galicia. Oh, uh, boy. In Spain, it's also known as Alvarino. Alvarino. What, did you just call me? Al- <laughs> <Alvarinho>. um, <laughs> um Oh, and that's only if it's important. Portuguese.
1: Yeah.
0: And it's from the Minho region in Portuguese.
1: Yeah. Yep.
0: Portuguese. Um and it's a grape whose origins are a bit cloudy with some stories saying that the grape was first cultivated by French Clooney
1: monks george Clooney monks yeah mm.
0: <laughs> in, in the middle ages hmm, i kind of want to go figure out where these Clooney monks are
1: Clooney is a is a town in in france
0: yes okay okay that makes sense <laughs> and um so while others say that uh it is native native to northern portugal it's it was brought by from somebody from france the monks yeah it's so a little story. bit
1: unclear we got some conflicting stories there.
0: Yeah, very interesting, and and it's interesting because it's it's mostly related to Riesling grape, and it has some of the same tasting notes and characteristics as a Riesling. So that's pretty interesting.
1: Yeah, and and I think we'll mention a little bit more later on, but there's a couple other grapes that this is often described as being a little bit like, uh, tasting a little bit like, but there are some, you know, notes that are specific to Albarino that you can kind of use to. Determine what it is you're drinking if you if you're drinking blind.
0: Yeah. Well, Cyrus, why don't you kind of uh, describe the bottle for us?
1: Sure. So our first bottle here we, is a 2017 Albarino from Rias Baixas in Spain, which is right on the border with Portugal. It's called Arcan, and it's comes in at 13.5%. Uh, this bottle here is something that we found um, at our local wine importer. Do you want to give folks the little description of what the, the picture is there? You're better with the pictures.
0: Ah, uh, yes. I love the pictures. And this is why the, I, I picked this one myself, um, specifically, because it has this picture of, it looks like one of those metal hanging racks where you put, like, pots and pans on in a kitchen.
1: Yeah, I can see that.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and hanging off of them are not pots and pans, but they're these... Unique looking shapes with <laughs> like spirals in them. I, it's, yeah. Uh, I said
1: they look like shells. You yeah. Know, kind of pre, pre-show sure. uh, research here. We were like, what are the, what are those? Yeah. I think they're, they're shells.
0: And it's cool. Like those little, those unique shapes are, they were on the cork. Yeah. Which was interesting.
1: Yeah. That was kind of imprinted in like, or burned into the cork, which was pretty yeah, cool.
0: Yeah. Very cool.
1: So Cyrus from the future here. At this point, we had to stop recording because something funny happened. And I'll let that play for you. Uh, Darcy, our cat, has jumped up on the windowsill. And the <laughs> blind is about three quarters of the way down. So he can't quite fit. So he's. He's. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's cute as heck. He's like crouching to get his head under it. And he's looking at us like, what's going on? Because we're looking at him and laughing. You know, and he's trying to like be sneaky or something and like crouching underneath <laughs> the side of it. All right, we'll be right back, folks. <sighs> with the window blind up or down? <laughs> okay, so update. <laughs> I pulled the window blind up, but he hasn't noticed. I don't think because he's still crouching. <laughs> oh, he's <kidding. laughs> he likes slowly. She he's slowly like, oh, is, put is is head it gone? up. He's like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh yeah, I guess it's gone. I can, I can sit up now. All right, <clears throat> let's, uh, okay. let's center here.
0: It's okay. All right, sire. So can you tell us a little bit about what we can expect in terms of taste?
1: Sure. So our bit of research here has shown that generally Albarino is a pretty minerally, almost salty, light-bodied wine with like citrus and floral notes being the stars. So there's often aromas of peach, pear, nectarine, and tropical fruits like melon. As well as the citrus we mentioned, with like grapefruit and lemon notes, many are also quite floral, with honeysuckle, wildflower, and some like beeswaxy kind of smells. Uh, Albarino is typically quite dry and quite acidic, as you might have guessed from the c- citrus description. So sometimes it's even kind of bitter, uh, which I think we'll talk about a bit more later. But that bitterness is something that's characteristic of albarinos in general. So uh, it's almost never aged in wood.
0: So you're not going to get the oaky?
1: Yeah. But, okay, well, probably not. Occasionally, some producers have experimented with those kinds of techniques. Mm. And uh, I don't know. We didn't look these ones up to know whether that's the case or not. But I guess we'll have to try oh and guess. i
0: going to have to see.
1: But I guess it's got, getting a bit more common as the basically the popularity of, of oaked Chardonnays has kind of spread to some other wines where mm. people really like that kind of wood Aged taste, and even though these wines aren't traditionally done that way, it's getting a little bit more popular. So it's possible, but Mm. unlikely.
0: I can't argue with that logic. Yeah,
1: same. Why don't we just get in here and smell this?
0: Let's get a sniff. Yep, acidic for sure.
1: Yeah, and definitely the pear and and peach that was mentioned. I don't know if I can differentiate my nectarine from peach and pear myself, but definitely fruity and and citrus although i would say the pear is is first and foremost in the peach.
0: Yeah, i agree. It's it <laughs> funny thing. Uh, i don't know why, but it it's kind of giving me a pine salt vibe. You know what pine salt is?
1: I don't. Go on. Yeah,
0: that cleaning solution? Pine solve? <laughs> <sal>? it, it's <laughs> like that very just very uh clean smell like the lemon. I think it's lemon. Mm,
1: okay. I yeah, it does smell clean. Uh I'm interested to see how this tastes. I think that it would be from our description we said before it's like mineraly, super dry, super acidic. This does smell a li- and like light. This smells a little bit more full-bodied and a little bit more alcoholic and less bright than I would have expected from that description. So, why don't we why don't we get in here and
0: taste it? Yeah, I want to put it on my tongue. You just, you you, you just, you didn't expect that, did you?
1: No, I just, I went and I leaned into the mic like I was about to say something.
0: Oh, okay. And she's
1: like, oh, damn. (laughs) All right, let's taste this. Let's get it on our tongue.
0: (laughs) That ruined my first sip. Thank you.
1: Well, I get the salty for sure, especially the aftertaste is salty.
0: Yeah, the acidity isn't hitting me as much as I thought. No, it would. Right? No, not at all. It's, it's d- light.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is light, and it is bright.
0: It's dry, yeah.
1: but it is. It's not so. Um, you know, have you ever had that like lemon salt? You know that you put on uh, uh, salmon or other fish. Yeah, this has that kind of taste where it's got the bright acidity, but it's balanced by the saltiness. Mm-hmm. So, it's the acidity is not overwhelming
0: get that too. I'm getting just a lot of lemon, a lot of, maybe a little bitterness at the end too, which is interesting. Again,
1: only on the aftertaste. The main yeah, the aftertaste taste this, of yeah. the wine is fruity. I get the mm-hmm. melon and the citrus, the peach, pear, you know, fruity bouquet, as it were. I'm actually not getting much of the floral
0: no, me neither. notes,
1: but definitely that fruity bouquet, but then the aftertaste is so different.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how the acidity measurement goes.
1: Yeah, so I think we're going to make that a, a regular feature here, and we'll just throw it on the end um, as we did before. That worked pretty well.
0: What's the gizmo gadget called?
1: pH monitor. Nice. So um, we'll throw that on the end as usual, but yeah, that'll be interesting to see because this is one where that I'm not sure. I think it is probably pretty acidic, but I think the the saltiness yeah. is kind of hiding that.
0: I from, like the saltiness of it. I
1: do as well. This is quite good.
0: Yeah, I like it. It's an easy, drinkable wine.
1: How about uh, how about the aged in wood that we mentioned? Think this is aged in wood or not so much?
0: It's so hard. Yeah, um, I don't think so.
1: Yeah, I don't think so either. But that that salty characteristic. Yeah. Uh, keep so coming it was back definitely
0: it was near the ocean.
1: Yeah, exactly, sure. and it, and it's coming back to that covers up a lot of the or not covers up but rather replaces the flavors that you would get from the oak. Yeah. So. Yeah, this is quite good.
0: Yeah. I think um I think our research has uh, described it pretty well for the most part. Yeah, I think so as well. Um I wasn't super surprised by what we got uh after doing our research. And it, it was good. You know, it's I I think this is a white wine I could put more often in my drinking list.
1: For sure. I think this is overlooked.
0: Yes, because, and it's not, it's not a very common type of grape either. I mean, even at our local liquor shop, there was maybe five different ones.
1: Yeah. Even in the math, they have a massive section of wines from Spain and Portugal. You know, it's a whole aisle in the store. And yet, There were probably only five or six options for this particular type of grape. So
0: So if you find one, grab it. Yeah, (laughs) try it out.
1: And these weren't too expensive either, you know. Right. I think uh,
0: $20 range. Yeah. Uh, $18, 18, $20. Yeah.
1: So anything else that you want to say about how this might be different from what we expected? We mentioned how it's a lot of the same. Anything else different or pretty much hit the nail on the head?
0: I didn't expect to say pine salt. <laughs> fair, that, fair. That helps. Um, but other than that, it's it's not a huge surprise to me. It was delightful.
1: Yeah. I, I think the only thing that may be surprising, so this is a couple years old. It's 2017, so right. almost four years old now. Yes. And you can kind of tell that from the color. Like It's got the kind of crisp brightness of a, a young wine, but that age definitely has added some color and taken off some of the brightest most floral notes and maybe that's why you know I mentioned that it's not so as you floral. think if
0: it w- if it was a younger like a year old right you think you would taste the floral
1: yeah that it would be more floral than than it is here that's interesting um and maybe that's why we're missing some of that in you know that we were said in the research but we don't get it in this particular variety
0: it's very possible
1: all right. Well, I'm actually looking forward to finishing the glass, but why yes. don't we open the other bottle before we do that? All righty. Uh, we'll be right back. All righty. We're back. Uh, Brittany, what are we drinking?
0: Okay. So for our second bottle tonight, <laughs> we have a 2018 Alvarino from so Freaky so in Portugal. <laughs> <laughs> Which comes in at 13% alcohol. Nice. So, uh, yeah, a little bit about, let's see a little bit about the bottle. Why, why did you pick this one? Cyrus?
1: Uh, that's a good question. I wanted something that was from Portugal because yes. our first one was from Spain. Right. And there were only a couple options. This one, a hit the price point that we're trying to go for, uh, you know in the sub 20 range and b i you know as we've discussed before like the kind of simplicity of the label
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's a you know plain white label with a coat of arms on there and yeah i think that pretty much sums it up
0: yeah and then and the name of it is is where the grapes come from Freixo.
1: yeah so the there isn't a specific name to this wine it's right. just the name of the estate where the wine is come, comes from they make an albarino and so this is the Freakso yeah. Alberino. Very simple. So one of the interesting things that we found about Alberino in our research is that it's grown in a little bit of an unusual way uh, compared to many grapes. So the Freaky. V- <laughs> a freaky way, you might say. The, the vines are trained up a trellis system or like a stone pergola to keep them high off the ground. So because these grapes are growing in a pretty wet climate like the atlantic coast of portugal for example
0: <clears throat> near the ocean
1: yeah these this trellis system has to protect them against rot because otherwise the kind of wet climate will lead the the vines to rot so yeah
0: i don't think i've ever seen grapes grow that way although your parents did grow some grapes like on their was it like a gateway kind of thing
1: yeah they had a little uh, an arbor
0: so it was uh, up but it wasn't you know like a trellis, or and anything. it
1: wasn't fifteen feet off the ground,
0: right? That's true.
1: This kind of reminds me of the way that hops are grown. If um, yeah. any of our listeners have ever seen those kind of trellis systems, this is very similar to that. It's where very cool. It keeps them off the ground. Yeah, Brittany, where is, uh, albarino planted? Like, where can you find this grape?
0: So it's usually planted in Spain and Portugal. You yeah. know, first wine was from Spain, second wines from Portugal, um, and it's rarely found anywhere else, really. Um, but in recent years, a few plantings have been started in like South America, uh, South America <laughs> and uh, California um, with something around 300 acres planted in California compared to the 16,000 acres uh, for Pinot Gris and 100,000 acres for Chardonnay. Wow. That is a ton.
1: So, yeah, only 300 acres. It kind of shows So
0: you. it's slowly making its way. Yeah. But not as popular as Chardonnay.
1: Yeah. And it has a kind of, as we mentioned, a pretty unique climate that it's growing in, you know, where it's so wet and and still warm in Portugal and Spain. And so to kind of recreate that elsewhere is a little tough. But uh, some portions of South America, like the coast of Chile, for example, can kind of recreate that in a little bit of a different way. But people are trying to just, you know, try it elsewhere and see maybe it won't. Taste exactly the same, but it'll still be an interesting experiment. So
0: yeah, very cool. So um Cyrus, why don't you tell us a little bit more about the grape itself?
1: Yeah, so we found some interesting research about rather just comparing Albarino, the the actual fruit, to other grape and uh kind of varieties. And Albarino is very small comparatively. Um, which means that in order to get enough to uh you know, enough to make wine with, you need to harvest a lot and that means that the you know skin is comparatively thick uh to other wines which means you're going to get a lot of skin uh in the wine when you're you know doing the maceration period so that thick skin is what kind of results in that bitter raw almond or like citrus pith kind of bitterness that we talked about uh before and It gets even stronger if you leave the skins in for any amount of time so Mm. when we did our barolo episode we talked about how the maceration period there where they leave the skins and and vines in with the wine could be up to 30 days and with alberino you usually don't go more than a day or two you know max usually a couple hours because that bitter undertone um is pretty strong and That bitter undertone is one of the ways that sommeliers can kind of tell Albarino apart from similar tasting wines like the Riesling that it's related to or Sauvignon Blanc that has some of that kind of same stuff.
0: Yeah. The grapes are poquito. Yeah. (laughs) There's my Spanish for the day. Uh, And we didn't write it down, but something... Uh, that I remember that I read, Um, you know, since it does have a thicker skin, it allows for a longer aging period. You know, white wines don't age very long, one to two years max. Um, But these Albarinos, they can uh, age three years up to five years. Cool. So very cool.
1: Yeah, and I guess that maybe explains our first one there, which was a little bit of a um, older, you know, older one. It was almost five years. Well, I guess it was four years old.
0: Yeah, so. I just, I wonder how dark it would be if it was five years. Jeez.
1: Yeah, it is a pretty dark, dark yellow color. Um, what about food pairings, Brittany?
0: Yes, I love that I get to do this every time. <laughs> um, so food pairings, um, usually a lot of seafood. Seafood, seafood, love that. Um, mostly because of the salty notes in the albariño. It, it makes a good pairing for seafood. Um, so get your crab, get your lobster, get all that good stuff. And it also goes well with, like, lighter meats, too. So this can also go well with soft cheeses and kind of slightly harder cheeses, like, like semi-hard cheeses, uh, like Gouda. Love Gouda. Mm. Um, and uh, since it's a classic Spanish wine, obviously this would be great with, like, salsa verde or some ceviche.
1: Yeah, I had a hard time spelling ceviche, so <laughs> I just want to point out that I'm very proud. No autocorrect. It's, Great job! It's there. Thank you.
0: You did it. <laughs>
1: um, and as we mentioned, this is these are both less than twenty dollars for these bottles, so we got uh, what I like to think as a pretty good deal. Uh, but I think that these, you know, especially for you know, going based on how we liked that first one, I would be willing to spend a little bit more to get these because they're a little special. I, I think.
0: Don't give them an idea.
1: <laughs> um. All right. Well, let's let's smell the second uh, glass here and and talk about it.
0: Okay. Still pine salt. (laughs) Like, I can't get that out of my head for some reason.
1: This one smells a lot less strong than the other one. A lot less fermented. Did we say what? The alcohol, I guess it's 13%. So it's not much less than the other one, but it smells less alcoholic.
0: Yeah, it just smells very similar. I'm not getting a huge distinction. (laughs) My sniffer may just not be very good.
1: I, I don't know. Smell this one, then smell, you know... Do the comparison.
0: Okay. This way, okay. For some reason, the first wine's giving me apple now.
1: Yes, 100%. And, and maybe it's just because it's been sitting out, but yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. Apple, pear.
1: And the second one, not that. Less fermented, less stewed for me.
0: Yeah. Less cooked fruits, less stone fruits. I think I think it's more on the lemony lime side.
1: Yeah, uh, I would agree. Okay. Yeah. Let's, I thank, uh,
0: thank you for handing me the first glass. That yeah.
1: <laughs> It's definitely helpful to do the comparative because sometimes it's it's so tough in a vacuum to know what it is that's going on.
0: All right. Let's taste it.
1: (laughs) That one's more acidic for me than the first. For sure.
0: Yeah. It's still light. It's still dry. I'm not getting baked fruits. I'm getting brighter fruits, but it's not a lot.
1: It's also less of a salty aftertaste for me. It's still a little bit, but... The first one really had that going for it. Uh, this one, the aftertaste kind of, you know, drops off to just uh, just citrus pretty quickly. After. It's
0: kind of creamy.
1: Yeah, it's pretty smooth. I don't know about smooth. creamy. But that,
0: that's a good word, smooth. smooth. Yeah. I wonder, maybe this one was aged in oak. If I say that and I'm wrong, I'm going to be so embarrassed. But <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's possible. I don't really get too much wood. But um, we can do a little bit of post-research and Future Cyrus can let you know whether or not it has been aged in wood. So, confirmed. Not aged in wood. Future Cyrus out.
0: I think I kind of I like the second one better.
1: Uh, that's a strong disagree from me, dog. I think the first one's more on more my speed.
0: I think the first one's just too acidic for me I guess Mm. which is weird like I just tasted it again and it feels more acidic and it stays on my tongue longer like it kind of it kind of um, like my tongue is like tingling tingling that's the word tingling uh, with the acidity longer than the second one
1: Mm, I'll have to do the comparative taste myself one moment yeah, it's true. The aftertaste does last longer. But because I like that aftertaste, I think I still like the first one better. It's also just a stronger flavor. There's more more going on, I think, as well. It's a little bit more complex.
0: For the second bottle, it does mention, like, herbs and spices. So maybe that's what it is instead of, like, the oakiness, I think, that it is. You know?
1: Yeah. Um. It's so interesting, though, because I don't—I think the second one just— I don't know. I don't get much of the spice. I get more of the citrus and more of the fruit uh and no, less to- of the spice. I
0: totally agree. But there's something that is just like making my mind, you know?
1: Sorry, can't remember. No. <laughs> That's never happened to me before.
0: You've never like your mind's never. Never. No?
1: Yeah, not even once. No. Nope.
0: Wow. Wow. Wow, this guy.
1: <clears throat> yeah. So, um, we compared the first to the second a little bit there. What about this second one compared to the tasting notes, the research? Any anything surprises?
0: Mm, nothing surprising. Um, just the smoothest. I think I was I was kind of expecting more acidity. Yeah, from I agree. This one too, especially with it being younger. I think.
1: Yep. Yeah, it's it's a year younger and yeah I agree and we should tell the listeners this is much lighter in color than yes, the first one it is um the first one was like a kind of a deep golden this one's pretty light
0: yeah, the first one looks like apple juice, this one, the second one I mean it's just a really light just light yellow
1: yeah, it's a yeah. light yellow color. All right, well, um I think we'll leave it there, and future Cyrus will let you know about the acidity test.
0: so excited.
1: Alrighty, so for our first wine of the evening, let me get our test in here. And it looks like it's about 3.15 pH. So pretty comparable to the wines that we uh, tested last week, but uh, you know, quite acidic, on par with one of the most acidic wines that we've tested thus far. Uh, Let's go in for the second wine of the evening. That one's a little less so, uh, but still, you know, 3.2 uh, on the acidity scale. So so the
0: second so. one's more acidic?
1: The second one's slightly less acidic.
0: Less acidic.
1: Yeah. So, it's interesting. and That's why I think that the saltiness that we talked about kind mm. of muted that, the, the acidity, even though it was more acidic.
0: That's interesting. It's tougher to tell. I do like the saltiness of it. But,
1: but they're both, you know, just hovering just above 3 on the pH scale, which means they're pretty acidic regardless. yeah so. now we're back and we just wanted to let you know about our social media. Uh Brittany, anywhere where they can find us?
0: Facebook. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Anchor Um where else do <laughs> you want to tell everybody where they can find us on social media?
1: <laughs> yeah sure so uh facebook.com slash it's wine twitter.com slash uh it's wine podcast anchor. fm slash it's wine and wherever you find your podcasts we're on more than 10 platforms so wherever you found us to listen here we can there's probably somewhere that's way more convenient
0: that's exactly what i said
1: <clears throat> yeah cool so uh with that I think we'll sign off for the day i'm looking forward to drinking some more wine with you Brittany
0: Me too, but not too much. Stay safe out there. Okay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Happy Easter, everybody.
0: Happy Easter.